BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Run the Damn Kitchen. I am Michael Severe. Of course, this is the place to go to hear from a celebrity while we eat. Even though my mom told me not to talk while eating, we're going to do it anyway here. We are at Timber Woodfire Grill which is an amazing place in Countryside Village. Of course, the owner and chef, Jared Clark, will be joining us in a little while. But our special guest, straight from St. Louis, I always got to put that in there, Kenny Willide, of course, new analyst now for defensive backs, University of Nebraska, former All-Big 8, former CFL All-Star, joining us here. We appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. Thanks, man. Of course, Nick Bartholomew with me as well from Dandelion Pop-Up. Did you do one today? No, nope, this is it's this too cold, right? Down. Yeah, it's a little it too stinks, cold for that. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then over easy as well, of How course. Doing? Uh, doing well. You doing all right? Yeah, it's been a good week. It is good. Good. And it's a, uh, it's a beautiful day out here. While we're taping this, it's bye week for you. Yes, sir. What yes. does bye week mean for coaches, though? I know the players get a little chill time, but what do you get? Well, today's off. That's nice. Saturday's mm-hmm. off. We're okay. back at it Sunday. Uh-huh. We went uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week. And you're getting ready for a team that's as complete as any team in the, in the Big Ten in Illinois. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. good team. Yeah, what have, you, what have you seen from them? Like, Bielema, that's two years. I mean, that quick turnaround. What have you seen from them? Tough. Yeah. Very physical on both sides of the ball. Um, good, good defense. They fly around. Offensively, the running back is very good. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chase Brown's very good. He's very good, yeah. Give me your background food-wise. Uh, obviously, from St. Louis, yes. um, known for your fried ravioli. Yes. And oh. your special kinds of pizza. Yes. And, of course, St. Louis-style ribs. But what, did, what is your food background? What did you guys, who cooked in your house? Where did you grow up eating? Well, I grew up in a house of 26 people. So <laughs> What the hell? Oh, that's not a house, bro. That's a condominium, at least. People. I mean, mi- um, minimum. Yep. We live with my grandparents, my mom's mom and dad. And okay. So we had a menu. Monday, Tuesday was beans and cornbread. Okay. Wednesday may have been neck bone spaghetti. Thursday was a cold cut sandwich. Friday, you got $2 to go to a local Chinese restaurant to go get a box of rice. You wanted two boxes, you can use both dollars if you wanted a drink. $1 for a box of rice, $1 for a drink. Saturday was hot dogs and pork and beans. Sunday, you had a well-cooked meal. That was our menu. You should write a book. That alone is the start of a book. That's amazing. A lot of people say that, but yeah, that was our set menu. Yeah. I didn't eat vegetables, so I won't touch a vegetable. We were forced to eat vegetables back then. You still won't eat one? No. I may have a salad every now and then, but other than that. Yeah. If you had to eat a vegetable, what is it? Maybe a tomato. Okay. Okay. All right. It's a start. The first time I brought friends home to my mom's house, we lost audio. Brought friends home to my mom's house. Um, She made barbecue neck bones. And these guys were from Houston. They had never seen mm-hmm. barbecue neck bones. And I tell you, man, if you like dark meat of any type, there's no better dark meat in the world than a neck bone. Tender. And you got it every I mean, week. We had it. We had neck bones, potatoes on a, on a Wednesday yeah. or Tuesday. I mean, it was a set, set menu. I uh. didn't eat beans and cornbread, so... So Monday and Tuesday you were stuck. No, I you know what government cheese is, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had that block of government cheese. I would peel some potatoes, make some French fries, put cheese on them. The stuff didn't even melt, man. Yes, it did. It melt. It (laughs) melted at the highest temperature possible. (laughs) Put it in the oven. (laughs) I'm telling you, that cheese could survive being behind the space shuttle without melting. Man, it It is ridiculous. (laughs) Yes, use a machete to cut it. It came in that big, that big old box. Like imagine a Velveeta box, but like twice the size of a Velveeta box. Yes. And we had. Did you have Farina? No. The breakfast cereal that came from them as well, the government the white, the white, yeah. the white box. Oh, did you yeah. ever eat that? Oh yeah, but you had to put a pound of sugar. in Yeah, it. you did. The only way to really? make it sweet, yeah. Yes. If you didn't have grits, if you're out of grits, you yep. take the farina and eat that. And the peanut butter had almost <laughs> no sugar or salt in it. It. That's why I don't eat peanut butter today. Uh, I don't eat it to this day, man, because it okay, was I'll give it so to you now. horrible. No flavor. <laughs> no flavor no. whatsoever. So, and oil was like all on the top of that's it. Real it was peanut butter now. You. It's maybe real, but it was not good. <laughs> it was not good at all. So powdered milk. Yep, we had powdered milk. So yep. you couldn't keep a gallon of milk in the house, so you made powdered milk. Well, if you had twenty six people, you'd have yeah. twenty two gallons of milk oh, to yeah. try to feed all no, those people. No, 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 yeah. So. so you're so you have no problem. In terms of like when you went to college, dorm life or being around a lot of people from the way you grew up. Must have been easy for you. Very easy. So I'm I'm simple. Give me a cheeseburger, wings. And you're set. And I'm set. Do you have like a a favorite thing? Like a favorite like if you were gonna have one thing, you're gonna sit down and eat, what would it be? Wings. 
Regular wings. Regular wings. So during school, where'd you go? When, when you say during school. When you were in school. Where'd you go eat in playing? Nebraska? At the training table. Yeah. You right. training table ate well. For sure. That's oh, the goodness. But the crazy so well. thing was I had maybe a bowl of rice and some ice cream. That's all you ate? Yeah. Really? Or if they had burgers, I'd have burgers. Where'd you go How out? How do you like, keep weight you on? In Lincoln. In Lincoln? Yeah. We'd go to Perkins. Yeah. No, you yeah, didn't yeah, go yeah. to Perkins. Yeah, we go to yeah. Perkins. You could crush some Perkins, man. Oh, yeah. In Village Inn. <laughs> yeah, Perkins oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. The breakfast at Village Inn oh, all day long. Oh, yeah. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. How'd you keep weight on? I mean, you're, 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 you're practicing five days a week. You're playing all that sweat. And how'd you keep weight on eating rice and ice cream? Rice and ice cream. Which is a weird combination. If there was pizza, I'd have pizza. If there were burgers, I'd have burgers. Okay. Most of the time, it was rice and, and, and toast, and then uh, yeah, maybe have a, a Burger King chicken sandwich late at night. Okay. That's my favorite. The original yeah. Burger the King. The original King. one. The, yeah. long the long bun. One, man, that is Add cheese to it. And they came, well, they came out with the Italian, no, I can't and it was the Remember chicken. The tour? Yeah, they had the, the tour. French, right, in French. The yes. Italian, look. <laughs> yeah. I was all in That was for so those good. The Italian man. wasn't bad. It, they put the, the tomato sauce on it, and then they put the cheese over the top of it, and they melted it like a pizza, mm-hmm. but with the chicken as the base. So you, these guys are too fancy. It wasn't that bad, man. Regular, original chicken sandwich with cheese. It was good. I, I, I like the original chicken sandwich. I will let my wife sandwich. know when I go get it, because yeah. she just make fun of me, right? They're, like, So I eat in the car on the way home. There's a great TV show. Uh, I think it's Netflix. It was called um, Master of None. And there's a scene where the, the, the girl is in the car eating a hamburger because her the person that she's in a relationship with is a vegan. And so she's in the and she's like just Hurry. cherishing every <laughs> single bite of the hamburger. I can see I can see you heading off not to tell your I wife what you chicken can. sandwich. Oh, and I'm good. telling you the marinara sauce on top it of it. Nah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, man. I'm here for that. So do you consider marinara sauce a vegetable? Oh, no. but it's tomato. Okay, good. It's tomato. It's tomatoes, yeah. yeah. I guess you, you don't eat that. It's I guess tomato. you could, but no. <laughs> okay, tell us. Tell us. Well, food's coming. Let's 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 do that. We'll bring in. Um, look at the we'll bring in the chef. In. Oh, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Yeah. Uh, Chef, I think I heard marinara when I was. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. did. Jared Clark joining us, of course. Originally, Real Car opened that up. Amazing American Kitchen. Now also Timber Wood Fire Grill, and also Pasta Mora. Now and Pasta Mora, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we purchased it uh, a little over a year and a half ago. How are you splitting yourself into three people? Uh, very carefully. It's <laughs> it's, it's it is a uh, it is a fine art. Uh, you know, when we went from one restaurant to two restaurants, it was very difficult. Uh, we were told by uh, Steve Buchanan, who owns who owned Bucky's. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he goes. It was like I think it was our first week open here. He goes, you know, in about a month or two, you're going to want to talk to me about how hard number two is. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, and you know, he he gave us some really good advice, and just uh, it's good to see like you know people in this you know in the business world that want to help other people in the business world just be That's successful. Cool. So yeah. Yeah, it's all about though your staff and having somebody in place. Yeah, that like a manager or whatever for the each, each location. Yeah, and that's you know at the end of the day, it's uh you know that was uh that was our goal when we took over Pasta Mario was that we we wanted to make sure everyone had a job. Mm. You know that mm-hmm. it wasn't going to be, you know we're going to go in there and gut the whole place and change everything and you know that's you know it's change management one hundred and one. It's like it's it works. So why mess it up? Robin's still there? Yeah, Robin's still there, yeah. Shout out to Robin. Robin and I grew up together. Yeah. You yeah. grew Charles, up with everybody. Charlie's I'm not on lying. the Lake had yeah. the greatest staff of everybody. all time. Nick Hinky, Nick Hunt. I mean, these guys are pros at what they do. Because you know how Damon Bain knows everybody? He knows all the other people. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was a kid working in this industry, and I just stayed in this industry. Gotcha. That's what happened. All right, tell me what you got, Chef. This is awesome. Uh, so these, these are our Milanese uh, meatballs. So... Uh, they're a little bit different than your traditional meatball that you would see in marinara or, or even at, you know, a pasta mori. We, we do a very traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, but so we actually, we actually buttermilk, we actually buttermilk dip these and then we, we fry them. We, we put them in. Whoa. And, and so they get yeah. nice and crispy on the outside. Yeah. And, and they're made, you know, primarily with sausage and sopressata. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we actually grind a lot of, you know, we, we, we grind our, you know, we make our sausage and then we grind sopressata into it and you know, use our uh, fresh ricotta that we make in house to mix into the meatballs. Wow. That's a great uh, idea. Yeah, it and is. So, and then we have our, uh, there's fresh mozzarella that we stretch in house on there mm-hmm. and then our focaccia that you stretch grow. your own mozzarella. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Put some work in. We, that's impressive. Get you, get you we, over we, there. we like the pain. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's the pain of just making, I mean, we love, we just love Thank food. You, I mean, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Uh, it's, it's kind of the, the best thing about, you know, the partners that I have is, you know, we all love food. We love wine. We love, Fun. You know, whiskey, fun, you know, like we, we really like, you know, just hospitality in general. So cool. it's, it's, it's a, it's a good feeling that, you know, like when we go out to eat or, 
we eat at our places, we, we do enjoy it. We enjoy our places. Yeah. That's well, awesome. I, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago, is that nowadays, especially with the way the economy is, when people go out, they expect the full treatment. You know, yeah. they don't want skimping on anything. Yeah. They want everything to be perfect. And you can't always get to there, but you can get as close as you can. And, yeah, that, and like, you do that with this. You take extra time to make that special yeah. for that person. Yeah, and that's what we, you know, and I think it's changed a little bit because I know before the pandemic, it was, it was kind of morphing into like a lot of fast casual. Yeah. Uh, just no experience, you know. And, <laughs> and I think that's the, I think it's starting to change. I'm starting to see a lot more younger, younger uh, uh, guests come in that actually, they, you know, they want to go out and experience things. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, you know, being cooped up for two years is. Uh, That'll do it. Uh, makes people want to go back out and just like, and really just have a good experience. Well, and the places that you, that, you know, you created with rail car, with timber is a testament to those things that you said, whiskey, fun, great food, you know, and I think that, you know, the longevity of it proves that that's what people want, especially in Omaha. It's like the grown up version of what we our think. parents went to eat. Good, brother. Oh, yeah, that's it, really good. It really is. Yeah, it really I'm not shy. And I, I believe in, I'm a fried meatball guy. That's yeah. how I was taught to make it. Um, the Tringali's taught me how to make meatballs. Like, why not? You got to fry it. <laughs> you know, you put a little bit of flour, however you want to do it. But it just adds that extra crunch to yep. it. And the flavor is just, oh my God. Is, is ridiculous. Well, a, are we going to feed him? Yeah, 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 yeah go ahead. He'll, he'll be all right. Well, that's, uh, it's, it's kind of the old <laughs> adage, if it doesn't taste good fried, you shouldn't eat it at all. I completely you know, agree okay. with that. As, as somebody right. who lived a long time in the South, it's that fresh, is very true. I can do this bread alone. Oh, my okay. goodness. This is, is this, is, so is this better than just having a box of rice? I mean, <laughs> oh, this is way better. This way better. He no. gave us his menu. He grew up in a house with 26 people. 26. And they had an actual menu every day of the week. From neck bones okay. to beans and rice to, hey, I mean, just. That's okay. That's, it right. was great. I mean, I would. Makes it right. At least you know what you're going to get. And there it is. My, fav- my favorite night, though, was the night they gave you guys two bucks to go get your Chinese food. Chinese food. You go to a local Chinese restaurant, look like it was in the house. Tell them you want a half order plain fried rice or beef fried rice, chicken fried rice. You walk out the door. What part of St. Louis? In, uh, North St. Louis. North St. Louis. About five minutes from the stadium. Oh, really? From downtown. Yeah. Mm. Have what you, you know, what you know about St. Louis cooking? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Vivola. Vivola, it's a sandwich shop in St. Louis right now. The hot. See, you saying words I can't pronounce. Okay. That stuff it was is, a, it's an Italian the man family said he name. Simple, right? It's an simple. Italian family he said he likes Italian, so no. It's just sandwiches, simple. right? And so I'm trying to get that. I wanted to get his name Brett. He owns it. I guess oh, it's, I got it's you. It's got now. some cool stuff. I don't. No. I don't know anybody that's been there yet though. No. Working on. It. We're gonna check it out when you when he goes back. He gets the regular. Yeah, I'm gonna text Burger you. King chicken sandwich without no sauce on it. <laughs> no, when I go to St. Louis, I get a half order plain fried rice, white capsules, emos. Oh, pizza. Emos, Emos, huh? He doesn't like it. I'm Emos. sorry. Why? No, the sauce? It's the cheese. The cheese. It's the cheese. The, All right. The it's not really cheese. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, for sure. In St. Louis? Yes. Not really uh, people swear by it. So I, I know they do. What do you What do you know about St. Louis as a, as a food town? Um, so actually, I, I actually, this summer, I actually spent my first night in St. Louis ever. So that really? Was, uh, nice. We were on our way to Indianapolis to see Dave Matthews in concert, and mm-hmm. we decided, let's go, let's go the south route and stay in St. Louis. And yeah. I'm trying to remember what neighborhood we stayed in, or we stayed in downtown, but then we went into a neighborhood that was just uh, south of downtown, pretty walkable area, mm-hmm. uh, but it had like a lot of just cool little restaurants and bars. And you what know. is that? Is that the hill? What is that area? Soulard Market. Soulard. Yes. Yeah. Soulard. That market. market. Yeah. yeah. I've been reading about that. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. So just just real something. cool. You know. We, and we had a great. Um, we had a great time at. Um, Escapes my. It's like I think it was called Fox. It was like it was like Fox. I can't remember the last name of the restaurant, uh-huh. but they, uh, I walked in and I'm like, oh, this, this kind of reminds me of Sternello a little bit. You nice. Know? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I go, I kind of get it. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and it was kind of cool. Like just rolled, you know, a smaller Sternello, not as, you know, Sternello's a pretty big space. It is yeah. a big space. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like, it just had that like cool neighborhood vibe, you neighborhood, know, for sure. Neighborhood just like in the front had this awesome patio and just. Uh, semi-open, but it had a semi-open kitchen, and you could see the chefs back there. And cool. they had like a seven-foot chef back there. I was like, oh, oh really? Whoa. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> not that's, easy. He's got knife like, His head's in the hood. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I'm like, I'm 6'3", and it, yeah. it's, it's hard to move it's around. It's tight somewhere. back there. It's tight back there, and I'm like, uh, that's, that's props to him. Good job. <laughs> that is awesome. Tell me about, about the bread. Uh, so this is our house-made focaccia. So we, uh, we make this every day. Uh, we wood ro- we put it in the wood ro- wood fired oven. Uh, so we we start with a bigger. Uh, so it's kind of like a quick sourdough starter. Uh, so we we sour it overnight, just to so it gets a little bit extra flavor. And we use a, a fine Durham or assembling a fina is, uh, is uh-huh. also another name name for it. it it's uh, you know it's just it's yeast, yep. flour, and water. I mean it's it's the basics it's of it. Great. But That's it's uh, but you know that wood fired oven you know just because it's so hot in there. 
you know, and we, and we don't do the traditional uh, Italian at, at Naples style, like 900 degrees in there. It's yep. like everything that I've done and like with our pizza crust to this bread is designed, the water activity or like the water percentage in it right. is designed for that temperature. Cool. You know, so it doesn't burn. You right. know, like I want char, but I don't want burn. That's what I was going to say about this. It's, it's still soft inside. So, yeah. Opposed to it being. so fast. Yeah, that's true. Right, so the water's like stuck in the middle. It's cooking mm-hmm. on both ends. That's really cool. That's really good bread. You it know is what? A, you took, go ahead, take I'm that away. Man, piece. you take the piece of you can even have a little bit of sauce if you want. Yeah, maybe a lot. Get in there too if you want to do that. You all, you mentioned neighborhood, and I love this neighborhood. First of all, I was yeah. friends that live literally on the other side of the and stadium. It's getting better every minute it's, right it's now. It's so great, and more food coming in in here. But you got you got a mixture of families, but you also have some young families that are moving yeah. in now with the new houses, right? Yeah, that's been a uh, so that was one of the the driving when we actually were looking at this place here. Is uh, I was looking at de- demographics. Is it was actually it was starting to reload, you know. I guess call it reloading with people that lived here, that grew up here, and they brought their families back right. want to be here. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, that's always a good sign for a neighborhood. And, you know, and it's, you know, ever since my days in Chicago and coming back here, it's like it was, you know, you know, 12 years ago, you know, the neighborhoods here weren't fully developed yet. And there wasn't really a whole lot of, like, focus on restaurants in neighborhoods. Yeah, true. And uh, and I miss that. I miss walking around and had all these great restaurants and bars. Popping in, popping out. Popping in and popping out. Yeah. It's just, yeah. just having a good time. And, you know, now it's start, you're starting to see that really develop here in Omaha. It's like you really start, you know, you know, Dundee, Dundee really took off, you know, like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, right. Benson. You know, Blackstone. Blackstone. Right. Um, this area's always kind of needed something. Yeah. Uh, we kind of also felt the same thing as, like, why Vincenzo's did so well where rail cars is that because it's on an island. There's all these houses around there, and it's like nowhere to eat. Nowhere else. Where are you going to go? Yeah, like in a little neighborhood haunt. You know, that's mm-hmm. Pasta Mori is the same thing. It's a you know, it's it's a great little hidden gem that. Well, I know people that know, live in that neighborhood that walk over. Love it. Yeah, it's the thing about Jaipur yeah. and the longevity yeah. of the Jaipur. Come on, it's, but you yeah. know, it's you know, it's it's kind of our, our our trend of like what we like to do and what what we we do. We like neighborhoods. You yeah. know, it's, it's what it Omaha makes it cool. Yeah, it does make it cool. Let me, let me, so how'd you end up here? How'd you end up at the University of Nebraska? You're in St. Louis. You're in the house with 26 people. Obviously, you're a good high school player. Well, I had to go to 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 junior college route. Okay, you went to junior college. I played quarterback at Dodge City Community College. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nebraska came calling after two years there, and um, I'll tell you an interesting story. Okay. You know who John Gruden is, right? I know him well. So, he was an assistant at the University of Pacific. Okay. At that time. Came down between University of Pacific and Nebraska. (laughs) No way. You really thought... I may go to Pacific because Oakland. of the relationship he with John developed with me in the recruiting process. Did you play yeah. Pacific? No. At any point in time when you were at Nebraska? No. You were already gone. I was already gone. You were already okay. gone. Yeah. So, you know, Damon Benning ended Pacific's program, by the way. What? Just joke. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, I thought, you know, well, you got to give him some that's love. A big, that's a big deal. <laughs> you take your official visits. Yeah. And then you, you go back and, you know, you, they call you. you know, but I'm like, hold on. They need to go to my neighborhood, sit in my, sit in my house with my family. Right. So I told John Gruden to tell his head coach he needs to go to St. Louis and visit my family. Couldn't get him to do it. Oh, wow. Ron Brown was recruiting me from University of Nebraska, and I yeah. said, hey, coach, in order for you to get me to come to University of Nebraska, you're going to have to uh, go to my neighborhood in St. Louis. So he and Coach Osborne flew to Dodge City on Not a Thursday. A, right. No, yes. They ate lunch with me, and there was a line out of the cafeteria. He signed 200 autographs that day. Really? Wow. wow. I said, coach, you don't have to do anything. So, no. so yeah. he kept signing. Left Dodge, flew to St. Louis. He called me, said, I'm sitting in your living room. What's your – I said, Coach, I'm going to University of Nebraska. <laughs> That's it. Just like that. Just yeah. like that. And then – Wow. So you make that decision. And, again, I'm an inner city kid from St. Louis. You know, I came my recruiting visit. So the summer – and after graduating junior college, before reporting to Nebraska, I get shot. Oh, yeah, I remember. And uh, my mom said, we're getting you out of here. So we drove up early. Coach Osborne and Coach Brown met me at the apartment he was going to put me in. And then uh, my mom said, tell him. And I was like, nah, I'm good. She said, no, he needs to know. So I said, Coach, I got shot yesterday. And he looked me dead in my eye and said, with a needle? <laughs> and I said, no. Nah, nah. So luckily it was in my arm, and that's where it is. And, I, hole, and, I, yeah. and then the bullet's still next, next to my bone. Really? Yeah, so wow. I raised up my arm. It was bandaged. I said, it's bullets there. The doctor said it'll be fine. Just need to rest it. Um, he looked at my mom. He goes, do you mind if we keep them here and get them graduated and get you guys out of the neighborhood? That's when I knew I made the right decision. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was more about me as a person, not just me as a football player. Yeah, he could relate to anybody, right? Anybody. Words Grandparents, weight, little though. kids, it doesn't mean, matter. Yes. That's anybody. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, you say that to anybody, those words stick with you. Yes. Yeah. So but sometimes, some people you don't have to say it to. Yeah. But he was in the place where it had to be said, and mm-hmm. obviously Osborne had probably seen it before, yep. you know, with other kids coming from tough neighborhoods. Yep. and so. 
Dang. That's incredible. That's a great story. Yes. And then you get to Nebraska and immediately it was comfortable or Yeah, because, decision? again, as an inner city kid, well, you don't know this story, but growing up, I went to an all-white high school. Okay. So did I. Um, I'm, I was bused 30 miles outside of oh, city wow. limits. Yeah, I had to get up at like 4.30 in the morning. Whoa. Is this like 88, 89? It's 84. My freshman year was high freshman, school. Freshman, okay, so you got to graduate in so, 88. Okay. Yep. I went to Oakville, and they just started the desegregation program there. Yeah. So I went there four years, and I had to adapt to that. You know, of course, you were called kind of names that you yeah. you, know, you don't want to repeat. But then when I go to Dodge City, I'm like, I, I thought of it as a two-year bid. <laughs> sure. Do my two years <laughs> yeah. before I wanted to yeah. go. Yeah, you're like going to jail. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh um, so That is crazy. I mean, Dodge City was, is way out there. Yeah. So I've heard stories. Yeah. So yeah. Um, finished my two years there. and I mean, the adaptation for me is easy after going to my high school that I went to. So yeah. When I came to Nebraska, I was like, okay, focus in order to be who I want to be. I got to stay focused and uh, do what I need to do. So I had the red shirt in 90. Practice against – there was eight draft picks on that defense. So I was on the offense as a scout team receiver. Yeah. And I practiced – yes. And I practiced against those guys every day, and I wanted to beat them every day. So my competitiveness and their competitiveness made me realize how I – where I need to go to be a Nebraska football player. Yeah. So in 91, I switched from uh, receiver to defensive back. I backed up two seniors, Curtis Cotton and Tyrone Leggett. Both of those guys were drafted in 91. So yep. they taught me how to be a defensive back because I was a quarterback, and I wanted to play quarterback. Yeah. So, But they taught me how to be a defensive back. Led the league in the interceptions that year. Yeah. Six interceptions after eight games. Right. Tore my ACL. Uh-huh. Yep. So It was after the Kansas after the, game. After the KU game. KU game. I, I had two interceptions. Two picks in that game, yep. yeah. Was that in Lincoln? No, it was in, mm, it was down in Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I told my knee in that game and, you know, kind of depressed a little bit. Yeah. Because you grew up as a six, as six years old until then. And you're, you're killing it. Yeah, and you're groomed, groomed to yeah. play professional football. Right. So a lot of things were said in the media, doubting me and counting me out. So me, I've, I'm never going to give in to, uh, to you counting me out. That's only going to make me motivate me to be better. Yeah. So I, that summer, I had surgery in November. Went through spring ball in the, in the, in the knee brace. Wow. That spring. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So that's and that's something. old fashioned ACL surgery. Well, actually, yeah. nowadays, actually, they, they put a cadaver in there. Yeah, I'm so saying, but it was they cut you open, right? So they, they, use, they, didn't, they used a graft from. All right, I'm talking about how they made the they make the incision. Just I got two small incisions on my knee. Oh, okay, one on the front and one on the side. Okay, so that was just to insert the. Okay, I have a, I have a giant incision. Yes, no. Really? Mine, so yeah, I'm so, I'm old school. Yeah, I'm really so, old. Um, I was playing basketball in three months. Yeah. So I mean. That, that long against the doctor's against orders. It. Yes. <laughs> and how does it feel today? Like, how do you knock on wood? It feels better than because I messed before. up my other one in Canada. Yeah. And it was just a partial tear, but it feels better than that one. Really? Yeah. yeah. Go, you, oh, go ahead. And you think because of the surgery, the surgeon? What do you think the reason for that? Well, is? our doctors, Doctor Dugal and Doctor Claire, were really yeah, do, yeah, two good doctors, yes. great doctors. Yeah. I owe them a lot. So, mm-hmm. cool. um, they were they were really good in that process, and they, you know, they brought me pizza. <laughs> While well, I was in the hospital, well, nice. took care of me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. usually doctors don't do that. They're like, "What you want?" I said, "Pizza." Right. So they brought me pizza, and you know, Oscar fans. Yes. Come on, baby. Uh, yeah, they, so they, you mentioned the name earlier, Curtis Cotton, who is a police officer in Papillion. Yes. Still, one athletic freak. Yes. I mean, really? yeah, they yes. have a wall thing that they do where they hit the wall and they go over it as a. He just one hop. Still, still, what an athlete, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 He, look, he was a freak of an athlete. Yeah. Man. I mean, they moved him from safety to corner. Because of lack of depth at corner that mm-hmm. year, so yeah, he went from safety to corner and he, he did well. Because got jacked by the Raiders, I think. Yeah, really. Of his athletic ability, yeah. Dang. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's heck of an athlete. Heck oh, of an athlete. Freak. Okay, so stuff, I see some shrimp on there. What, is, what, yeah. is, what is this, chef? Uh, this is our uh, wood grilled uh, jalapeno bacon wrapped shrimp. Oh. <laughs> um, and we serve it a little over a little bit of guacamole. Hey, take and your flash out. He had me. I, the flash makes a, it look better. I'm no, telling you. Of the, uh, we're arguing over pictures. <laughs> and so, uh, and then it's a Cajun or kind of a Creole butter sauce, kind of a kind of your class. I wanted to kind of have a spinoff of, you know, like shrimp and grits, like your classic barbecue yeah, shrimp. Cool idea. And so that was kind of the uh, the idea behind the uh, the butter sauce that we that we do with it. Love it. I don't want to grow because you believe in too many conspiracy theories. Uh, I'm not going to grow with you. All right. All right. Now, you got to get brought up on this. So, Michael does not believe, and stop me when I'm wrong, but Michael does not believe in any conspiracies. Oh, really? Okay. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in UFOs. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Kennedy, none of it. Like, I'm talking, I'm talking, you know, everything's been brought up. Well, not not everything, but what we're talking about. We went to the moon. Moon landing, right? Like, we talked, we we were talking to Rob McCartney about the moon landing, right? And so. Michael's not having it. The official narrative is gospel. 
to Michael yep. Severe. Uh-huh. And like, that's where we live with him right now. So I want to know <laughs> just between you and I and, and, Kenny, and Kenny, do you believe like, is there one thing that you believe in? Like, do you believe in Bigfoot? No. Do you believe? I mean, no my brother. Does. Hey, you laugh. My brother-in-law believes in Bigfoot. See, no, and that's no. why you got to start somewhere. I just want to see what okay. I'm doing. No. But is there something that you do believe in? Is do you believe that the government's in charge of you know things behind the scenes with the Kennedy assassination? Any of that kind of stuff? Where are we with you? No. Okay. I don't. I don't. To be honest with you, I don't get involved in none of that. Aliens? <laughs> no. Aliens? No. no. No aliens. No. Chef? Aliens? I don't know. Okay, see, there we well, go. Well, yeah, I guess you, I don't know <laughs> I, about that, yeah. but. but it's awesome. My thing is, I don't believe that aliens are coming down in southwest Iowa no. and having this conversation <laughs> with some Iowa farmer, right. right, and then leaving. In his field, like, look at. I don't believe like that's happening. Marks or anything I don't like believe that. there's any so anal st- probing going on or any of that stuff. Stonehenge? Let's, let's try the food. All right. Well, I mean, but that's always, that's kind of the conspiracy theories. I always see they're just kind of fun. Like, I, I mean, I was, when I was a lot younger, I was really fully you know, into the Kennedy assassination. Mm-hmm. It's super interesting. Like when you, when you go through the entire history of like just what the, what they did to even look what, to see what happened. Yeah. The investigation, um, the investigation yeah, totally. in committee. was, was right. insane. Yeah. And the investigation really never wrapped up until the eighties. Well, I didn't you know, know that until like, it was like, 80, yeah. I think it was like 83 was the, they finally like closed the file. And that's that's kind of where that like JFK the movie kind of left off. That when was did that like, movie come out? Uh, that was what ninety probably in the mid nineties. That 94. movie had me spooked. Did yeah. it really? Oh man, that was like an intense. Didn't spook movie. me at all. There, there's also that kind of natural distrust of like understand like the government telling you everything you need to know. You know, there's, sure. There's just it's just you know people have feelings. You know, like they're sure. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I it might. Yeah. I think it might be like this, and you're like. You know, and I and I get it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like more, I've, I've kind of backed off a lot of the conspiracies as I got older. Just because yeah. I don't know, it, I just lost the luster. Or, uh, or with age comes wisdom. Or one of those. This is not. Funny. If I'm wise, okay, yes. do not laugh at that. Because you know. I was also in the military, and so I, you know, I told no nobody had to tell me get a shot twice. I've had hundreds of shots. Yeah. I've never you know tell me get a shot twice. I've got shots. I, I would probably. By the way, I've never never tested positive for COVID. I believe it's because of all those shots I got in the military. Nice. Well, that's, <laughs> that's what I believe. It's mental luck. strain. Yeah, mental strain. Um, so when you look at a dish like this, you were trying to highlight the shrimp. The, the oven, what you could do with it, what, the oven, what were you looking to highlight? Um, kind of a combination of everything because it's, uh, you know, cause I, I do have like a, like I love live fire. You know, yeah. it's uh, the flavor, yeah. you know, like the, the wood we use is all oak, so we, we don't get a whole lot of flavor of it, but it's just, it's just enough to flavor the food because I'm not looking, I'm not looking to be a smokehouse or anything. Right. It's, you know, so I, I want to accentuate all the ingredients that are there, mm-hmm. you know, add to the bacon, add to the guacamole, add to the, the sauce, you know, it's. You know, it's it's just elevating a little bit of everything that's that's in there to to make it a better dish. Well, and the char is the flavor in lots of that case. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's excellent, and that's what I look for on any live fire. And that's, you know, and like the, the Kate, you know, like I have a soft, soft spot for a Cajun food, so it's uh, it's hard not to throw some Cajun food in occasionally. Well, here I'm with there. you. I'm with you on Oh, that. here we go. I'm with that. Here we go. No, like, see, so hold on. I grew up eating Creole food. Right. Just so not, we didn't eat as much Cajun food. I didn't have Cajun food until later in life because Creole food, what we ate at my grandma's house and everything else. But then you started having Cajun food when it became popular everywhere else in the country. Everywhere All of a sudden, yeah, everywhere else. It became, I was living in Houston and a place called a Chafalaya opened up and Chafalaya had this, you know, straight Cajun kind of food. And I was like, okay, this is different. This is different than what the Creoles yeah. made a lot of times. And so, so there's no overlap? It's a little bit. I mean, it's a lot of rice in everything. Mm-hmm. We had rice for breakfast. We had rice for what? lunch. We had rice for rice, eggs, bell pepper, onion, garlic. That was oh, breakfast. That was that a little, one right. of the breakfasts we had. So, yeah, well, we even, had. Even like in Houston, like it's uh, like uh, I was down there this summer and uh, finally got to try Viet Cajun. Oh, yeah. You know, that's. Now they cover so it with butter and garlic, and, and they just cover it with. Oh, that. I don't know. Spicy, yeah. it is amazing. So like you know, crab you, know, oil? you know, you have yeah, crawfish. Like crab oil, you yeah. just normally boil crawfish. Yeah, and yeah. They have the potatoes and the sauce. They take it and then they make like this garlic butter stuff. They pour it. Like they put it in a bag. Uh, is that what I've seen over the lobster? They're doing it like on lobster now. They're yep. like dipping it. Yeah. They do a little like bit of everything now. It's yeah. I've uh, had it on never, crab and I've had it on crawfish. I've yeah. never had it on. Yeah, and it's it's super spicy. It is actually. It's the least fancy. They put it in a. Uh, a glad lock bag. <laughs> tie it off. And they <laughs> hand it to you and they tie it off. Yeah. And they say, here, take this with you. Yeah, they it's do. It's not fancy at all. No plates, nothing. It's just seafood and some crazy sauce. And some well, crazy. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not eating nothing that has eyes on it. Where? So crawfish. Oh, really? Lobster. Well, we take the head off the crawfish. That's but we'll not, you got to take, take it off. It's got to we'll be gone we'll before you I get tail. it off you got to suck the inside out. Of See I, I, I believe in sucking the head. I got no problem with that. Crab fried rice, none of that? Huh? Crab fried rice, none of that? 
It's already the meat's already yeah. out of the crab. Yeah, I'll eat that. So it's okay. Okay, all right. We but so if it's right there. No, my wife is from <laughs> this area. Yeah. So she had never had crawfish, obviously, and she went to Tulane to get her master's, and so she had to. And how this, cool. this, this is how it worked. We have it on the table, and I'm peeling for me and her. So she don't have to worry about touching the head or yeah. peel. I peel for her and me at the same nice. time. It just, that makes it That's easier. That's a loving Got to reap the benefits of the, just having the crawfish meat. Exactly. She just <laughs> right. got the meat, and she was good with it. That was no problem. Hey, I spent, I don't know how many hours in the kitchen with my grandmother because she made crawfish bisque. And the crawfish bisque involved peeling all the crawfish. Nice. 60 pounds of crawfish Jeez. we would peel, me and my cousin Corey, and we would just be peeling crawfish. And if you messed up the tail, like it wasn't perfect when it came out, oh, it was on. And then it'd be do the meringue with the sugar and oh, the Oh, you can do oh, that? Oh, yeah, with the now hand. that's pretty talented. No beater. And then we had to crush the pecans to make the, the, the pecan pie. And we, we everything, the kid's job was to make all of the hard oysters. I still have a divot in my hand from oh, where the knife sets. Yes. How can you not? To open I'm oysters. Not you don't eat oysters? <laughs> no. They don't have eyes, though. <laughs> I'm not oyster, I'm guy. oyster guy. There are no eyes. That's right, kid. Yeah. But it's, no. <laughs> I'll keep my comment to myself. <laughs> All right, let's talk about your time in Nebraska. Um, obviously, you guys got close. You won a lot of big games. But it wasn't that next generation. What, what's the feel you have for that? Do you feel like you missed out or you just, what's the feel? No. I knew, I knew what, what we did. Yep. To get those guys ready. That class of 92, mm-hmm. Damon's class, Yeah, I knew they were going to be a special group. Really? But I knew they were going to be headaches, too. <laughs> I mean, You're so right. I, I just knew it. <clears throat> but so they practiced against us, and we, we set the tone. You know, 91, the Husker Prayer came about. Did you right. know that? I, I knew it came around the beginning. I didn't know. 1991. Okay. To uh, Tyrone Leggett. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Ron's kid, mm-hmm. St. Aug. St. Aug. Yeah. And uh, um, Vernon Powell created the. The Huskers Prayer. Really? Really they cool. went to Coach Osborne with it because we, were, we weren't together. I mean, when I got there in 90, I'm like, this team is not together. Was Unity Council already started? No. Okay. They, they're not. They, the guys, that, like I said, it was eight draft picks on that, on that team. Yeah. Crazy. Pretty much playing for the NFL. Oh, wow. Money, right yeah. Now. I mean, there was a lot of fights, a lot of, you know. So in 91, they came up with that, and that brought us closer together. Wow. Then the 92 class came along. I mean, I was like, this team's going to be special yeah. in a year or two because Tommy – I was going to ask you about Tommy. It, yeah. just, it was something about him, right? Well, just, he, was, he was one of those guys. He was a freak athlete. I mean, we were playing basketball at the rec center, and he took off right below the free throw line and dunked. Really? And I said, say, bro, don't do that again. <laughs> we can't afford to get you in. You heard don't, don't, don't do that again. <laughs> I mean, as a college so, kid saying that to another college kid, yeah, you know it's I'm special. Like, nah, but he was the upperclassman. He was, yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that anymore. Yeah. So then you had defensive ends like in our, on our intramural team. Dante Jones, yeah, Dwayne Harris. I mean, we we beat, we beat our basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you did. I bet you did. So, they didn't need him want none of you guys. That, right. th- them two, them two broke a couple backboards, and yeah. you know they were like, I'm like, these guys are free. Yeah, he's still he's still huge. Dwayne, really, still oh, huge. His nephew, I believe, played with my son baseball out yeah. there, and he came there. Yeah. He shook my hand like really? it came to like. Yes. Up here, his hands come up on my wrist. Yeah. I was like, "Man, what the hell is that thing you carrying around?" Yeah. But the, that that group of guys, I knew if he, Coach Osborne could keep them under wraps a little bit, yeah. they they would win. Wow. Yep. So you saw it coming. Yep. You guys got them ready. Yep. yep. Mm. That was a good group of guys. I mean, it, they were starting to turn. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell. Ninety three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, ninety three. Ninety one. That should have. They probably should have won, won that won. game. They yeah. should have. They should have won that. I saw a box of Wheaties the other day. Floyd had, going up. It had finished business on it. Yep. 1994 Wheaties box finished Where? business. It was over at the Sarpy <laughs> County Museum. <laughs> there it is. I was like, that's awesome. That is that's awesome. Great. So man. our shirt said unfinished that business yeah. the year before. Right, right. Said unfinished business. Yep. They had right. finished business. Yep. And then and they that, got it done. That whole spring, they had up the yep. amount of time that was left on the clock. When Florida State got the ball and they had that up there on the clock the whole time to inspire the guys to yep. that artist, I had that artist rendering where Floyd went up over the top and oh, you could see, a, the, see ball the ball come out and he yeah. was fumbling. I had that on as a little kid. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that was my bedroom. Mike Anderson recovered it. I think was mm-hmm. the Mike Anderson recovered that fumble, but they didn't give him. He called the it a touchdown. He called yep. it a touchdown. Yeah. Still, still crazy. Replay would have won a national. Title. What's your sports background? That? Sports background. I played baseball most of my life. You're a big dude, a boy. Man. Pitcher. Uh, no, third base. Look at you. Well, no, he can base. hit too. Probably guys, yeah. Craig Nettles. Yeah, I played. Uh, played baseball until uh, I was twenty years old. I played semi-pro mm-hmm. college, and uh, just I just loved playing baseball. It was like I played a little football until yeah. I was about a freshman, and then I just, just focused. Wa- I just focused on that. I like playing. I mean, I played all sports, but I just mm-hmm. 
I just well, I like I like doing pickup, you know, pickup basketball. I pick, pick up football games. And where were you playing? Where were you living at the time? Uh, Fairbury, Nebraska, and then uh, moved to David City my last two years. Of wow, up to school. Big City, David City, yeah, from you know, Little yeah. Fairbury, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <to> Big City, <laughs> <laughs> smaller to smaller. <laughs> That's a heck of a move there. No, but it's yeah, I I loved playing baseball. It was just you know. Yeah. It's just a great sport, you know. The, the, you know, it's just like football. It's like you get a lot of teamwork, a lot of just sure. camaraderie with everyone. And yeah, it's it's the it's the it's the most intriguing sport in the world because at the plate you're by yourself. It's yep. all you. Yep. But then in the field you got to count on the person. It's, it's a mind it's, game. It's, it's all so the way different through. than any other thing. Well, it's uh, it's it's funny. I like try to explain to people that I even I try to explain to my daughter and she plays uh, club volleyball now. It's like you get it's like get a drown the noise out and it's mm-hmm. she goes what do you mean i go when you're when you're actually on the court you don't notice anybody you don't notice anything and it's same thing with baseball is like I, I learned early on it's like you know what i'm when i'm on the field i don't even know if my, i don't even know if my parents are on the stands yeah i'm a, is that I'm, focused because it's just i wish that was matter. true like with my 12 year old team these parents are crazy oh i've seen them it is I've it's i mean it's the one thing that these <laughs> days that make it not fun right like cause say, we play at the highest level i coach i've coached for 13 years <laughs> what's, and our, our parents are crazy what's the parents for like 18 to 22 year olds oh my goodness the parents oh, is yeah. it worse oh. and now they're on social media oh, i forgot and social so, media is made it even worse. oh it's so much worse oh, yeah. it's so much worse now That's and we crazy. get i get dms from parents and i'm like what? i can't i can't do anything for you I, I like your boy. I like your player. I can't do anything for you. I oh, really it's, can't. Yep. it's crazy. I mean, it, it is to the point where parents will, you know, I mean, you know, the parents are getting into the stands. Well, there was a shooting just the other day yes. in Cincinnati. What? Yes. Another yes. one. Yeah. Killed, yes. a, killed a, after practice. That's Sad. crazy. Yeah. Another one. I mean, that's, that's I mean, weird. It's really weird. And let me say this, like the old school coaching habits that we all grew up yeah, in is absolutely called old school. Like, mm-hmm. to its face, yeah. up and down. Like, yeah. if you run laps with kids after games, it's, like, frowned upon because sooner or later one of these parents is going to come over and get upset because of one reason or another. Yeah. And, like, running laps? You know what I mean? Think about just as That was a, basic, yeah. Run stairs I mean, laps. come on. That doesn't matter yeah. what level you were at. Yeah. Running laps was running right. laps. You did that in physical ed. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? And, like, I mean, it's a weird... It's turned itself into a weird place out there. It and is. it's a shame. I hope it comes back faster, like what we knew. That's weird because I, I just sit like <clears throat> I'm sure my daughters don't think I enjoy going to their games because I just sit there and I watch. You just hey, quiet, yeah. Yeah, I just watch and you know clap. You're and the minority on. now, man. And I, Thank you, know, you like, for that. Then I talk to you know after the game, I was just like, well, how do you think you played? Yeah. What do you think you could do better? Yeah. No, I like no. him as a that's, yeah. that's old school now. Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. Like Isn't that crazy? But let me say this. One of my catchers, you know, that I started with when I was eight, I got an email from my organization at UBA. They said, hey, this kid didn't make pay setters. He did make gladiators, which is what I coach. And he said, watch out. He's a troublemaker. He sent this tweet. He's eight years old, by the way. He sent this tweet to the pay setter organization that's basically said, F you. Right oh, at eight wow. years old, yeah. so we took on this kid. He's one of the most lovable kids you'll ever know. And oh, by the way, as of today, he's mm-hmm. the sous chef at Over Easy. Really, he came up. He's yeah. in. He's at. He goes to Iowa Western. Yeah. He still plays some ball, you know, nice. when he can. Not yeah. on the team this year, but he went straight to work. And he grew from dishwasher to sous chef in probably six, seven months because he's dedicated and he focuses. So Sometimes he just need direction. That's all they need. Need direction. <laughs> direction. There needs to be more yeah. of it. There needs yep. to be a lot more of it. We're at, we're at a unique time. You mentioned that 91, 92 classes. There's a lot of local kids. We're seeing the development of a heck of a couple of classes right now, right? Oh, yeah. Locally, oh, statewide. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the, two years ago, this year, and then looking ahead. Oh, yeah. There's some really good talent in the state right now. Yeah. Uh, how hard is it to, to keep them here? Because everybody's coming looking now. It's not like it was back no, in the day. No. Yeah. Well, you got North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Ohio U, KU. Wyoming. K-State, <laughs> Wyoming. Yeah. So you got to do your job. Yeah. Got to keep them home. Yeah. And ask them to walk on and pay to. By the way, my kid's a junior now. I've been looking into tuition. Um, it's expensive. Kid better get 31 on his ACT. He's not going to school. But, yeah, you know, you know, man. If somebody's going to give them a scholarship at a lower level, it's hard to make that decision. Got to yeah. take yeah. it. Got to take it. Yeah. Money for school yes. makes you better regardless. Yes. Why do you think right now we're getting this, this run of really talented kids? How much do you think it's like the development of like the Warren Academies and that kind of stuff? Or is it? It's playing a good part of it. You know, because they're they're doing it all year round now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the southern schools do it all year round. IMGs yeah. and all IMGs, that. Yeah. Florida, Texas. Yeah. You know, they do it all year round. So mm-hmm. now those kids have an opportunity to, uh, to to go to places like that and train and and work on their craft. Yeah. It's funny you said earlier. I forgot about this. You said that you they you got bust to a different school. Mickey's dad made him go to a, yes. an all white school yes. so he could get that experience of yes. not being in one position in New Orleans and having that too. It's it's, it's it saved my life. Saved my life. I'm the oldest of four boys. Yeah. The only one graduated high school. Well, 
So, and I love my brothers to death. They had the opportunity to do what I did. Yeah. They went to school that was right down the street. and Yeah. You know, you seen the movie Lean on Me, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how that school was. And my mom said, that ain't happening. We get really? You. So that's why I went Get to, you out of there. Yeah. So. What a good mom. Yep. I mean, that's what makes the difference yep. in all of our lives, you yep. know? Yeah. You know, they, you get, I'm, I'm, you, I don't know if you got this feedback, but the people in your neighborhood are like, oh, you off going to that so-and-so school. Sometimes that happens. Um, and then you're like, hey, look, I'm trying to, my parents are trying to do the best for me to get me out of here. You get it. I still get it to this day. Oh, you went out to Oakville. Mm. Okay, well, Oakville gave me an opportunity to get to college. Yeah. Not that, not that the other school wouldn't have, but. And excel and have a know, job that takes care of your mom, family. My mom had that feeling, you know, you know, mom's intuition. So yeah. She had that feeling. Good and I, I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world. So right. Yeah. And, and no offense to, to public schools. They do a great job yes, here. They do. But in New Orleans, uh, my mom was like, you're not going to public school. There's no way. Yep. Looking like I do? No, you know, you know. Yep. No, no, no. So I, she, she worked a second job. She worked at um in the mall at the uh, bath and body kind of place. She worked there so she could have much money. And I and I bust tables at lunch to get money off of my uh, off of my tuition to go to school. Better go to lives. School. Yeah, you you pay for it. I didn't have to pay for it. So kudos yeah. to your mom yeah. and for yourself sure. for that. But right, but it was that. it was a good experience for me. Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. It's amazing how a little thing like that can make all the difference yep. in, in your life. Sure. Okay, that, that, that looks like a, a pizza. Whoa! Now you you started off. Tell me what you initially did with pizza and why you okay, changed yeah. what you were doing. So uh, we originally did a pizza la air, which is a French, it's yeah. southern French style pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would the southern French would tell you that they created pizza. <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, pizza la air is just uh, sandal, sand made in sandal or sandal shaped. Um, and so there's two different styles of dough they make. They actually one that, that has more of a flaky, like puff pastry type of, you know, croissant type of crust. And then the other one is, it's more a cross between focaccia and a, a Naples style crust. Whoa. And so it looks like that a little, you know, so it was kind of, you know, so when we originally did the pizza, it was, uh, uh, we were kind of doing some kind of different riffs off of like mm-hmm. traditional pizzas. Like, I mean, I even did a traditional like French style pizza with uh, black olives and white anchovies and cool. uh, frisé and um, you know some uh, shaved parm and uh, it was one of my favorites. But you know it's uh, we we kind of morphed the change because people you know you know it's just sometimes uh, when you think of an idea it doesn't work out the way you want it to. <laughs> well, pe- people are set in their yes. ways sometimes <laughs> about things. I am. You set in his ways, I'm you know, yeah. right? I'm going to get you to do oysters. People expect oh, something no yep. sometimes, you know. Yeah, so, so, you know, and actually during the, you know, and I switched back to using a pizza crust that I'd used in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, we're just going to, but I didn't want it to be, you know, because I wanted it to be about wood fire, not just pizza, you know. And, cool. I, and there's a, you know, there is a misconception that wood fire has to have pizza. You know, it's like it's, you know, I use my, my five-foot deck oven, wood-fired oven to saute out of, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, it's, it's full use, you know. It's like, and we have the big wood fire grill, Argentinian-style grill. Um, you know, we can do pretty much anything on it. It's, you know, it's just so much fun. And that's, that's where it's, uh, and I, and during the pandemic, during the shutdown, I actually revisited a lot of the stuff we were doing. It was like, can I make this better? Can I make this easier for the guys to make? Yeah. What, what can anything, I do? Yeah. You know, and I, and I looked at my, you know, and this is where it's like, you know, cause the dough I was actually using wasn't made for the temperature of my oven. And so it was, you know, I'm like, so I went back to the drawing board with my, cause I have a food science background also mm-hmm. and. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna really take a look at this and see what I need to do to make this work. You're gonna properly. science the out of this, yeah. And yeah. So like, get right. less yeast, less. You know, how did you temperature the water? Yeah, what did you do? Uh, a lot of it was, uh, I you know, I was using more. So like your uh, Napoli style dough has a closer to 50. percent It's like 50 50 water mm. to because uh, it needs to cook super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we actually, it's about a 65 percent water activity in this dough. Uh, I mean, it's based off temperature of the, the deck. The okay. deck oven is running about 600, 625. Mm. And so that's enough water in it to allow it to rise and get crispy mm. without burning it. Whoa. Uh, so it's, you know, nice. there, there, there's a lot of thought of it. I mean, even like if you, like, you know. Don't start saying fancy. That you is know, fancy. It's fancy, but it's good. So, you know, <laughs> Try what, to fancy. What, what's hey. all on it? Uh, okay, so, yeah. No, so, no. Yeah, what, just what dive we, in. Nah, just go, baby. Player. Come on. <laughs> See, one thing about me, I don't give in to peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't going to happen. That's so, a good thing. Yes. You know, so we, we do a lot of, so this, this pizza dough is, is a lot similar to what we do with our focaccia to start off with. It's, it's we do a bigger, we, you know, we cool. sour it up. Uh, it's a three-day ferment process that we do. So that's where we, we really try to get the flavor. Um, I always try to tell people, like, my crust tastes kind of like popcorn. 
Like it's like roasted nice. corn. I see that. Um, and it's and that's all from the ferment the fermentation yeah, process of it. And stuff. Um, so but it's you know, we start off with the with the twenty four hour ferment on just the bigger the big piece. We mix it, we cold oh, ferment it, just for mm-hmm. you. We ball it, we cold ferment it again, wow. and, then, and then we proof it. Um on top. How long do you proof it? Uh, we in proof, the walk on or out of the walk uh, out of the walk in for about oh, okay. an hour. Wow. Nice. Um so you know, so you get you get a lot of flavor development because you're just you're just using that yeast to like just you're slowing the process of like how it actually eats that uh, the sugar that's left over in the flour, uh, just kind of like a brewer does. Like they they manipulate their yeast to make yeah. to give it different flavors and stuff. So they that's why they use like di- they will use different temperatures to to extract more flavor out of the you know out of the wheat or barley that yeah. they're you know they're trying to get more more of that yeast to eat eat a lot of that sugar. Sun dried tomato or uh, so these are oven roasted wood roasted tomatoes. Uh, Arugula, cremini mushroom, yeah. our house-made ricotta. Whoa. Uh, and saba. Saba mm. is, uh, is an Italian uh, balsamic. Well, it's, it's the, the original balsamic. So okay. Saba started off as mm. before balsamic was a thing. If anything. That's awesome. Tell me what you guys got coming up. What's special here? What's going on at Railcar? What you guys coming up? Um, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we've just been kind of just trying to roll through everything. You know, uh, so, I mean, right now we've... We don't, you know, we do have our Thanksgiving to go stuff coming up again. Like we, yeah. we've been doing it for years, and people have been calling all through October to make sure we're doing it. With, <laughs> and I had to kind of like, well, maybe I think so, but you know, I just wanted to make sure we we're going to have turkey because it's a, yeah, it is. There is a massive shortage because yeah. of the bird flu, and Oops, or avian flu or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, and then also because it takes longer than like chickens take six weeks to recoup on their. You know, so they were able to get, you know, we, we saw a huge increase in prices on chicken because of that. But now that's pretty much, it started to subside a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Turkeys <laughs> take a year. Yeah. So wow. it's, it's not a, yeah. it's not a quick process. So you're, so you're going to be seeing like, you know, I'm already seeing like six, seven dollars a pound on turkey. That's right you know, now, right now. Wow. And, and, uh, and so I'm just kind of like, okay. <laughs> it's like, well, I've been arguing like, well, with my wife yeah. not to have. Turkey for years, so let's go prime rib. So we'll, we'll like see it. we'll see what happens to go with that. But you know, and you know, pasta mori, we, we try to have some like fun events. And, like we'll, we'll have one in the beginning of December. We did what, did it last year. It was a for Frank Sinatra's birthday. We did a oh we did wow. a wine dinner for his birthday. Yeah, and, cool. And we had a guy come in and sing Frank Sinatra songs. Oh, that's all awesome. Night. And, yeah, you know, just we try to have fun with it because it's mm-hmm. yeah, you know it's like we want, we want to be able to enjoy it so that our guests can enjoy it too. And that's you know we just have fun with you know all the restaurants and you know like we're we're, we're getting closer to being full. We're trying to get back to a point where uh, Leo, uh, who owned Pasta Mori, when he first opened, he made, it was all fresh pasta. All mm-hmm. that was, like his dad actually. Yeah. And was it the only place in Omaha at that time? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like 80, 87 right. when they opened. They were you making can really all, tell the difference, man. Oh, man. You've always been able to. And so yeah. we're, we're about 30% there, you know, but we, we have the ability to do it all. It's just uh, mm-hmm. we have to figure out the logistics, how to get back there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of funny. It's like we still have the machines that his, oh, dad, really? his oh, really? dad worked on. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You know, he told would tell stories how they'd roll it out front into the dining room, make pasta, and smoke cigarettes, and <laughs> drink red wine. <laughs> it's definitely a different time. You know, yeah, so yeah. it's 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 kind of cool, and that's yeah. you know the uh, uh, the that that adventure has been a lot of fun just because it's there's a lot of memories History. with a lot of people in town that it's you know it's one of those icon restaurants. It is. That, yep. that you're just like you know it gives you that kind of warm feeling like La Sole is, and you know it's like totally. It's, you know, so and it's we're been, losing those places, man. Yeah, we're losing. But those it's uh, it's fun. It's like. We're pretty privileged to, like, I feel pretty good that we, we were able to save that one. And, and I was going to say, and you know what I've seen a lot in the nine years that I was, I've been doing restaurants is that when I started, I don't feel like anybody bought the old ones, you know what I mean, and tried to save them and tried to close. preserve that. I feel like maybe one out of twenty five fifty, you know, maybe. Now it's not like that, you know what I mean? As soon as Julio's went down, I bought B&G, right. you know what I mean? Like, and preserving that history has all of a sudden become something right. that's, important to all of us because of those memories, right? right? Those That's are the, true. those are the connections we have to our moms and dads, our yeah. family members, whatever. And so kudos to you for yeah. keeping that no, tradition yeah. rolling. Yeah. 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 Cause once we lost like Gerda's, I still Gosh, miss going know? over there on Wednesday nights and getting the pan fried chicken. Jenny, it's right down the house from right down from me. Like Jenny we we, we get calls all the time about Gerda's or even just like, does anybody serve Bavarian food in town? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. You have to get on it go west a little bit but yeah. there's, there's, right. a, there's a lot of little towns just northwest of here that dumplings and all that just yeah go. potato salad i love yeah. oh man just go so. have a good meal yeah on a, on i know a weekend. i know yep chef we appreciate yeah. it thanks for letting us come yeah. in and, yeah and, and this place is us. awesome it i is. bring it's my so girl cool. my wife here and the brunch you figured out i remember you were having trouble figuring out how you can do eggs yep. early on figure how to do eggs early on you got it figured out yeah it took a little bit but you know that was kind of that that was kind of that challenge of 
you know what, this is a, we don't, we don't have the traditional setup for a kitchen. So it's, yeah. we got, we got to think outside the box and think kind of like you're cooking outside. You figured it out, man. It's been endearing to the neighborhood yeah. and yep. makes for a cool area. So Kenny, let's get, you got five games left, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously in a, a, a unique situation. Uh, what's your feel about what you guys have been able to do so far and what you can do over the rest of this? Love it. I love what we've been able to do so far. I think we've got to take it one week at a time, one game at a time, uh, make sure the kids are healed up as much as possible and yeah. make a run at it. I know that Mickey didn't want to point this out because it's all about the team, but it means a lot I think, to have an African-American in charge of any program at the University of Nebraska. It's never happened before, but in charge of the football program. Um, your feel, I mean, because it does give people the aspiration of going, you can be where that guy is. Yes. What, what's, your, what's your feel about having Mickey in charge? Well, you know, Mickey's a, a teammate of mine. Yeah. Um, so I consider him a, a good friend, a brother. I think he's handled it well. I think he reached out to the right people he needed to reach out to for guidance, a la Coach Osborne. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's done a great job. I think he has the kids where 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 in a good place. They believe in him. He believes in them. He keeps putting his arms around them. So, yeah. Yep. That's I it. like what he said today about the lame duck staff with the recruiting. Or was that yesterday? He said it for a couple of different <clears throat> times, yeah. I mean, I yeah. like that he's, he's willing to stand up for himself in yeah. that way. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and lobby for himself because he's done a phenomenal job, obviously. And yeah. we're Mickey fans on this show. But, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a ballsy thing to do when you're applying for a job. And kudos to him for being the man he is. Besides well, being from New Orleans – that's why he's the way he is. But what is it about his um, attitude that so many people are seeing to draw to him? Because even the fan base, I think, has kind of turned like, we want Mickey to be the head coach. Because he's real. He's genuine. Yeah. He's not going to be something he's not. You know, he's, he's going to always be Mickey Joseph. Yeah. That brash, you know. <laughs> you know. Well, he does what he says he's going to do. Yes. That's, that's, not a lot of people do that anymore. No, no he's a man of his word. So, yeah. yep. It's amazing. It really is. So all you had to do is bring in some – Good leadership, move some stuff around. I want to say, yeah. you know, dining for it's getting towards holiday time, and we're doing yep. the dining for dignity stuff for Santa Francis House. So, oh, cool. yeah. if we can get anybody, you know, out there to help us with the Santa Francis House stuff, we'd love to have you down and kind of okay. see what that kitchen looks like because they're doing a phenomenal job nice. down Excellent. there. Yeah. Everything's in place for you. It's just kind of one meal, but awesome. shout out to Santa Francis House and cool. going yeah. into that time. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. Appreciate it. Again, Excellent. Chef, we yeah. appreciate Thank it. You appreciate Thank it. you. Kenny, we appreciate you coming. So telling Thanks me stories yeah. I haven't heard before, mm-hmm. which is rare because I've heard all your guys' <laughs> stories. Um, but telling ones that I haven't heard before, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's Thanks, a lot man. of them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, we may have to do it again. There Get won't be stories. a 30 for 30 on Nebraska, that's well, for sure. I know. We, look, man, a lot of people are very sad about that. <laughs> don't be. No. Really? Really? You don't want to know. Hey, look, man, they, <laughs> really? they, aired, they aired all of Miami's dirty laundry out there. That's Miami. Yeah, they this, aired all. Can't air Miami. this. Can't air this one. There's no dirty laundry to air. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. All right. I love that. There's no dirty laundry it's to all air. Clean. Slightly soiled laundry. There we go. <laughs> what are you call that University of Nebraska, man. Right. University of Nebraska. All right, yep. cool. Uh, for Kenny Wilhite, Nick Bartholomew, okay. Jerry Clark, of course, from uh, both um, Real Car and from where we are here at Timber uh, Woodfire Grill and also Pasta Mori now. Yeah. Uh, don't nice. forget about that as well. We appreciate it. Uh, join us again next time for the next Run the Damn Kitchen Heard at Media Podcast.